I wanted to continue Kevin's work through also through my compassion and through my efforts and my skills. And so when I started Hope Loves Company, the idea was to support children who either have or had parents living with ALS. So what we do is we provide camps and other free programs to children across the nation who are caregiving or who have lost someone to ALS. And we, it's a support system. Not only tap into what our skills are and what we have been blessed with, but to utilize them to benefit others, then we enrich ourselves simultaneously. Igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Fire. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Uh, today, I have a longtime friend on, and we'll learn more about him and his wonderful bride-to-be uh, as we get uh, more on to this podcast. His name is Joe Burke. Uh, to me, he's the mayor. To others, he's Fiverr, uh, former professional athlete, manager of people, uh, uh, great manager of people, uh, and a wonderful husband to be here uh, this October 19th. Mayor, how are you tonight? Life is good. We're glad to host you in Indianapolis after a bottle of wine, and I did win the first ever dark game in the Burke household. He, he actually did, um, people. We, he, he bought a dartboard that we picked up yesterday. He picked me up from the airport, and we drove right to uh, Hinklefield House to watch the Bulldogs play, on the, uh, play the Friars. And from there, we picked up a nice dartboard that he did beat me. Um, but uh, for the record, he was across the line for his last shot. <laughs> of course, uh, you would just, uh, I'm just, just saying. But then again, so was I. Let's end this now. Let's go finish our second game. Yes, let's 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 go ahead and do that. But I know you as uh, more than anything else as someone who is a great manager of people, people, and you understand them. I think to a level that that a lot of people don't. Um, quotable. You raise animals, you manage people. Right on Bach. Okay, from the Boston Celtics. I'm going to give you two perspectives on the, uh, the management of people. And I want to know that. I want to know which one, you, as a manager of people, you tend to, to sway more towards. Okay. So the first quote is, the greatest form of motivation is encouragement. Can you tell me who said that? I don't know who said that. Okay. Well, the two Midwest guys... Uh, Mary Kate, did you have any idea uh, who who said that? We have uh, Mar Mary Kate, uh, Joe's bride to be. She's listening on the podcast. <laughs> Joe's better half. Mary Kate, would you know who said that quote again? It, it is the greatest form of motivation is encouragement. You know, I don't know who said it, but whoever said it is a wise, wise person. He's a, a wise person, uh, a fellow Midwesterner. His name is Bill McCartney. Former football coach at the University of Colorado. Yeah. Okay. And, and the other, another Midwest guy, uh, there is no greater motivator than ass on bench. <laughs> was that Bobby Knight? That was Robert Montgomery Knight. And <laughs> results that uh, Miss Mary Kate um, uh, is very friendly with um, Coach Knight. And Mary Kate, why don't you just explain, tell a little story about you bumping in to coach Knight on the airplane a short while ago. But sure, yeah. Um, so Bobby Knight actually sat right behind me on my flight to Indianapolis, and um, he ordered a cranberry and orange juice drink. 
And Joe told me when I when I informed Joe that Bobby Knight was sitting behind me, he said, "Well, why don't you buy him a drink?" Well, we coincidentally were sitting in first class, so the drinks were free. But uh, Bobby went with an alcohol-free uh, beverage, and when we landed, um, I got up to get my bag, and he complimented my sweater. And, and he was hitting on her. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Possibly. So he reached over and rubbed my sweater and told me that I had a really nice sweater. And, and I said, well, you know what? You have a really nice sweater, too. And I said, he said, well, I, th I think I've spent my life in sweaters. And I said, I think I've seen you in a few of those sweaters. At that point, he, he didn't know that I knew who he was. Uh, but he was a very, very much so a gentleman and got my bag off the plane for me. And away I went. Um, so it was cool. It was very cool running into him. And sure, as 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 a sports fan, but you as as someone growing up in Des Moines and and, and being privy uh, to the Midwest and him being uh, coaching in the Midwest for a number of years, I think was probably extra special for yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I I texted my dad right away as, as soon as I realized he was sitting behind me, and um, I mean, I grew up watching him coach. Um, I, I watched him throw a chair across the basketball court. I mean, you know, but he was, he was a great coach and, and, um, his team was a great team. So it was very cool. Very, very cool. He certainly motivated his players. Yeah. And then back to the previous question, Joe, the, the two quotes again are the greatest form of motivation is encouragement and there is no greater motivator than ass on bench as current manager of people and a coach. Which do you find yourself skewing more towards? Which philosophy? Well, I probably got treated probably on both ends of that during my playing career and then some of my coaching career. Um, I would probably sit right in the middle of, of both of those. Um, I feel like people have asked me when I first started being a manager of people is, what is your management style going to be? And I, I said, well, I haven't been, never been a manager, so I'll tell you after about a year in. So it's more along the lines of there are certain things that our sales reps and the people that we manage have to do to be successful. There's certain concrete things that they have to do to win, um, but it starts with being a good person. So we sell medical equipment, but if you're not looking out for your customers and being a good person first, then it's going to be a very short-lived career. So when I was coaching, um, it would be ass on bench, probably, would probably be the best way to put it. Um, but now I'm, I'm more of an encouragement. I will do anything it takes um, for that one individual sales rep to be successful. Um, but then again, I do have to make tough decisions and fire people, hire people. Um, so I probably fall right in the middle, the midline of both of those quotes, which, but I respect both of those quotes. It's an, and I probably have been coached that way. In the past, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which of those philosophies did you respond to better as a player? I didn't need encouragement as a player, and I didn't need encouragement as a sales rep in in my first couple of years in sales. So, ass on bench would probably be my number one because I didn't, as you know, Fox. Like I didn't need the "Hey, great game, pat on the back" type deal. We get paid to do a job, and we went out and. You performed, and it's a very individual game. Baseball is, and when you do your job individually, it looks like a team game. So I never needed the encouragement. Um, I needed the coaching. I needed the zoom out at times when I was too focused on mm. something. 
but I did not need the encouragement. I definitely needed a slap, you know, a slap on the ass to like kick it into gear at times. Right. You, I know you as somebody who's very intrinsically motivated. Yep. Very intrinsically motivated. That helps you. Seven years of professional baseball. Okay. Play, played at St. John's from uh, 04 to 05. And I, I think once you got into pro ball, played multiple positions. Mm-hmm. You, know, you caught. I mean, you can play the infield and the outfield. And I think that that takes a lot of intrinsic motivation. That in itself, you have to, uh, you know, when you're catching, that requires a different kind of focus than when you're playing first base. Right. Um, but, yeah, you are, uh, more than anything else, a very, as an athlete, you were very intrinsically motivated. You didn't need, you didn't need that pat on the back. You might have needed a little tweak here and there to maybe take the foot off the gas once in a while, um, which is part of playing professional baseball because the season is so long. Um, and maybe instead of working on your body, maybe you needed to take time to work on your mind for a second. And maybe that was get away from the game. Yeah. And I, I think early in my career, even with <clears throat> you, I never knew why if I was, you know, given a day off, I mm. didn't never wanted a day off, even mm. though my body was probably telling me I needed a month off. Mm. Um, so, but when you're young, you don't, you don't understand that you know, going through it because you just want to play, you want to win that day, and you're not seeing the month or you're not seeing the first half or second half or the playoffs for that matter. So, um, and then playing multiple positions, I would say is um, I needed to be flexible in my, in my career. I wouldn't have played seven years if I wasn't flexible and open to the idea of playing other positions. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to the outfield, then I was like, okay, if you're good in the outfield, you got to work on your speed and steel bags unless then again you're going to be on the bench so mm-hmm. it was almost a common sense thing um, but mixed in with a lot of hard work tons of hard work tons of hard work and, and again I think it was your, your, your wit um, and ability to read people that made you such a good player for so long oh well, yeah you surround yourself with I mean I, I have always felt good about knowing who my audience was and surrounding myself with, with good people and people that could help me and that I could help them. And um, it starts with really good people. So my circle has always been pretty small in life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was really close with Josh, with you, with, with Brett. And, you know, we knew what it we knew what it took to win. And we did whatever possible we could to, to win every single day, which turned into two championships. Yes, we did. 2008, 2009. If I had the ring, I would say thank you very much. I have the ring in the other room. Yeah, I should go put it on. Yes, you, 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 you <laughs> might. But from from my perspective, no. Thank you. No, no, thank no. You. It's the other way. It's the other way around. You were you were as big as part of the team as I was. So um, my thanks is to you. Absolutely, absolutely. As I say in, in Spanish circles with with wine glasses, chin chin. <laughs> chin chin. <laughs> now you're also, you know, beyond your athletic life, your professional life. You are somebody that likes to travel. Uh, I, I've joked around this weekend and called you the most interesting man in the world, but you, you are truly a man of many talents. You're a great host. You, like, you love music, you love the outdoors, and you love to travel. So with that, we're going to play a game called What, Which, and Where. I love it. So I am going to give you a famous quote. It could be from a movie, a book, a song, and I want you to uh, tell me where it came from. Okay. Are you ready? I am ready to not get these right. Ready yes. to not get these right. That's not. Uh, <laughs> it's not going to be a very uh, motivated person. I don't understand. <laughs> Who is this person in front of me right now? So here's the first quote: "You aren't wealthy 
until you have something money can't buy. Oh, I've heard this. Yes, you have. And, uh, and very recently, in fact. I'm guessing. You're not wealthy. Unless you have something money can't buy. Did you say this, Foxy? Uh, just now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did not originate from me. I don't know who that is, who said that quote originally. Uh, Mary Kay, would you like to guess? I have no idea. Uh, no idea. Okay, and he is one of your favorite singer-songwriters. His name is Garth Brooks. Oh, my goodness. That's the answer? That's the answer. Wow. That's I the answer. I did not know that. In, now, did he say that in a song, or is that a quote? Um, that is, uh, I'm going to say right now, I'm, I'm sorry, Garth, I did not do my uh, total research. We call uh, him GB. Oh. Uh, GB, yeah, yeah. GB. If I could call you that, I love <laughs> Garth Baby. I love your uh, channel uh, on Sirius. Uh, yeah, uh, I listen to it pretty much every day. I did not do a full research, so I do not know whether that's something he just said oh. or he wrote it in a song. I've heard that quote before. I did not know that was him. Yeah. Awesome. Can you, um, either one of you, speak to the last uh, Garth Brooks concert you went to, and why you keep going back? Year after year after year to go see I'll give TV. you a short story. <laughs> Mary Kate was born and raised in Des Moines, Iowa, and she did not listen to country music ever. So we started dating, and I told her we were going to go to a Garth Brooks concert, and um, we were in... It was in South Carolina. South Carolina. Yep, yeah. we were in South Carolina, and the morning of the concert, me and Garth and his team put on a baseball camp. So the athletes night, for kids, af, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. He does that every, teammate, teammates for kids. Teammates for teammates kids. Teammates for kids. Yeah. I've been a member of this camp for a couple of years now. So we put on. We're about to put on this camp. So the day or two before, Mary Kate looks at me and says, "Joe, I just can't wait to meet George Strait this weekend." Eek! <laughs> and I said, "Say that just one more time." Right about me. <laughs> I just looking forward to meeting George Strait. So I. Reminded her we're going to see Garth Brooks and George. They're two different people. Um, but during the day, that morning, uh, we start the camp. We had a great time with the kids, about 100 kids there. And then about halfway through, Garth comes from the side door with security and has a yellow hoodie, jeans, and Asics on. And they're calling me Coach Burke, and they're calling him Coach Brooks. And Mary Kate was like, oh, that's so great. Like, you know, you and the other coaches. I'm like, the other coach is Coach Brooks is Garth. It's actually Garth. That's Garth. It's Garth. Yeah. Yeah. I came in to take pictures, so you know, see him, and he was the featured athlete and whatnot. So they're calling Coach Burke and then Coach Brooks, and I'm thinking, oh, they're all taking a picture. Wow, that was so cute. And then I said, oh my gosh, was that Garth Brooks? Coach Brooks yes. was Garth Brooks. Yeah. So fast forward, that concert was amazing. It was just me and you. No, it's me, you, and oh Troy, my yeah. manager at the time, Troy Havens. And then um, this past year, uh, me, Mary Kate, Josh, did Josh go that one? Mm -hmm. Josh and Tay, and um, we told Garth that story. About, I did, yeah. yeah, I, yeah we yeah. have a separate meet and greet before the concert starts, and, and I walked up to him and said, I, I've got to confess, you know, you asked why, Fox, you asked why we keep going back. The first concert I ever went to, the Garth Brooks concert, Joe said to him, hey, make it really special for Mary Kate. When we did the meet and greet before, I'm sitting third row. I got two cell phones in my hands. They're both not recording at this moment, but they had been recording, take pictures. I got his phone, my phone, both together. 
I'm just taking it all in. It's the best performance I've ever seen. He is the greatest performance performer of all time. And second or third song, he's singing away, blah, blah, blah. And, and then he pauses and he looks at me and he says, hi, Mary Kate, mid, on stage. Mid-concert, on stage, incredible, absolutely incredible. But he's a great performer. He's a better guy. He is eye contact. He's genuine. Mm -hmm. He knows your name from when you met him a couple of years ago. The guy is just a 10 out of 10. Like He's just yeah. a great, great dude. So we go, we'll go back. As long as, as long as, yeah, as, as, long as he's, yeah, as long as he's performing, he just finished his uh, his tour, so hopefully we can go see him at some point another time yeah. in Nashville or something. For sure. Yeah. So if if you're going to the next concert and you bring a poster, what are you going to write on that poster and show show to Garth or GB? Um, Mighty Max, sing, sing, sing Mighty sing Max, <laughs> sing Mighty Max. Sing Mighty That's Max. the only poster I will, yeah. I will bring. And you may hear Money Max at the end of this podcast, people. I love um, it. A song that I wrote. I was going to say maybe you would actually write the quote on on the on, on mm -hmm. the poster, and you might acknowledge. But he seems to be somebody that just has this ability to make that one person in a million people in the arena feel like they're the only person in the room. That's a very special quality. Yeah. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. Oh. Not many people have that, and he is the master of it. Yeah. He's the master. Yep. He's, He's the, the master. master. Personalization here on episode 31 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. I'm here with longtime friend Joe Burke and his wonderful bride to be, Miss Mary Kate, uh, just reflecting on how we motivate people and favorite pastimes. Back to what, which, and where. This is the second quote of what, which, and where. We're 0 for 1, but we can, we can uh, get to 500 tough. shortly. Tough. This quote goes like this Hello, you can see me from the sky. I can see you in my mind's eye. You're killing me here, Foxy. You're killing me here, Smalls. That's, that's uh, <laughs> Sandlot. 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 Yes. I know that one. Okay. You got that one. <laughs> so now we're one for two. Let's see if we can go two out of three. I'll say it again. Hello, you can see me from the sky, and I can see you from my mind's eye. Can you give me a hint? Is there like a... Um, is that a song lyric? I am the hint, yes. Is there a multiple choice lyric? Is that a song lyric? I am the hint. You are the hint. I am the hint. Fox Buyer. That's correct. Boom. Got it. That's correct. Nailed it. This Nailed is it. what I do in my career. I just struggle in the beginning, <laughs> and I found my way back with, with a month and a flare, and here I am. <laughs> Tough beginnings to a happy life. Yeah. Tough beginnings to a happy life. So that's from the poem, Where I Have Never Been. Okay, from, which is in your book. Which is in my book. And if uh, we don't know people, Joe actually took the cover picture uh, from my book, called Letter Kindling. And that was a weekend that we spent in Shelter Island together. Weekend that we spent in Shelter Island, which is an island off Long Island. Um, that out we, in the Hamptons. Yep. Out in the Hamptons that we um, spent a couple of, we packed six months of activities into about 16 hours. <laughs> and we are still alive. Yes. Uh, and it was glorious. It was glorious. And we, we hope to go back there this year. Yes. No. So we'll be back there. Yes. And speaking of going places, you both love to travel. Speaking of where you have never been, where do you both want to go next? Either one of you answer that. Yeah, where next for us. Uh, next would be definitely a vacation. We are finally happy to be settled here in beautiful Westfield, oh Indiana. Gosh, yeah. um, it is beautiful. But I would say our next trip potentially will be Puerto Rico. We're thinking about in March. Um, obviously hit by 
bad storm mm -hmm. and island is coming back but we're thinking puerto rico and then after that would be specifically culebra though yeah, right? yeah yeah culebra is a small island outside of san juan where we have literally the most the godfather of the most interesting men in the world yes has a place there so we're thinking about mm -hmm. there um and then after that would be and i'll leave this up to you for a honeymoon destination yeah what are you thinking a bungalow on the water that's what i want Ooh. bungalow on the water but in terms of you know, bucket list and places we want to travel. I just told you um, a few hours ago, Foxy, wine country is totally on my list. Whether it be um, California, Oregon, the Northeast. Willamette Valley, like, Oregon yeah. Is, yeah. is on our list. Yeah, but I yeah, think absolutely. Yeah, I think the traveling is fun. I think the, 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 the best part about traveling is learning other people's cultures. Yeah. And, um, and just, just being able to um, relate to people. When you meet people wherever you are, and they say, "Oh, I'm from Carbondale, Illinois," and I can say, "Oh, no way!" I was like, "I lived there at one point of my life when I was a coach," and you can have that common ground with people, no matter where it is. Yeah, and I think too, we're always trying to stop and smell the roses on our day-to-day -day basis, on our daily lives, and vacation causes you to sit and pause and reflect and take in your surroundings and count your blessings and be very grateful and. Um, I think we'd like to do that here in the United States and, you know, uh, wine country, Puerto Rico, and then, you know, eventually overseas. I'd love to go to Italy, um, Ireland, you know, various places in Europe. We've talked about that as well. So you certainly have the bug. <laughs> yeah, we do. The travel, yes. the travel bug. We, we do have the bug and we do <laughs> like to be home, but uh, we like to, we definitely like to travel. Yeah. We like to travel together. Yeah. Yeah. Part. Yeah. For sure. And I hope you do more, and I hope at some point maybe you would invite me. Yeah, of course. Uh, always invite Absolutely. It is an open like, invitation. Open. We are, we're, we love to travel, but we also, we travel for the experiences. Yes. We don't travel just to go. Like, we love mm -hmm. the experiences, and we love to relate to people. Like, if we would go to um, Culebra, mm -hmm. well, there is no uh, tourism in Culebra. It is the, like, you're with the people of Culebra. So like, even if we went to San Juan... I wouldn't want to be in the tourist area of San Juan. I would love to be with the people where they go to dinner on a Tuesday night. Like, show us the real, genuine, uh, authentic places of yeah. San Juan. Yes. That's what I like. So, I like to be off the beaten path for the most part. Grassroots. Yep. Getting to the grassroots. Excellent. So, we've got, we've got some travel. We've got music. And then one more question. This is going to go to Mary-Kate. What, which, and where. So, you're one, we'll call it one for two. This is from a song oh, talking about sweaters, oh, which you mentioned. Yes, yes, sweater. yes. Okay. If you want to destroy my sweater, pull the string and I will walk away. Can you give me a tune? It, it's, Can you it's, sing it it's, for me? It's, it's, if you want to destroy my sweater, pull the string and I'll walk away. And I'll walk away. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, my, my pathetic attempt at the singing of this song from a band that got popular in the mid-90s. Well, see, that's just not even fair, Foxy, because in mid-90s, I was like five, six years old, okay? That's right, that's so, right. you know, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Are you familiar with the band Weezer? No, never heard of The Sweater Song? And I'm no. the most interesting man in the world? <laughs> you need to look in the mirror a few more times. No, no. <laughs> you, know, you know what, people, if you were just very, very patient, uh, uh, Joe will put on the song right now is the yep. sweater song it's yep. called undone by the band weezer 
uh, if you could just yeah. bear with us. But it, but it fits with the theme. I mean, we it, did talk it, about sweaters. Uh, that's what I thought. I, like I thought it would be a very good uh, Me, You know what? I bet, if you, I bet if you ask Bobby Knight that question, yeah. he would probably know the answer. A man who spent his life in sweaters, he would know. Yeah, here it is, people. Crack it up and listen to it for, for about 30 seconds. It's called Undone by the band Weezer. I love the discourse at the beginning of the yeah. song. We'll take it up to the first chorus. Enjoy. There's the quote. Love it. Love it. Wow. Never heard that before, but I do like it. So please put that on your song list when you fly to the playlist. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. Absolutely. It's going to be on our Absolutely. playlist. Absolutely. <laughs> be on your playlist. This is this is uh, tons of fun. We're going to to uh, wrap up with this following scenario. Mayor, we know all heroes don't wear a cape, and we're going to go back to your to your roots, uh, St. John's University. If you had the opportunity uh, today to take a one-hour car ride with one of these three men, who would it be and why? Mm. Coach Blackmire, you know, college uh, coach, college baseball coach. Coach Mullen, the current St. John's basketball coach. Or Coach Lou Carnesecca. Oh, I would have to say Coach Lou Carnesecca. He is um, all three absolute legends in their own, in their own right. Lou Carnesecca is like represents St. John's and everything it's about, and I'm very close with Coach Blankmeyer, and I know almost everything about that man, and we spent a lot of time together. So I would go with Carnesecca and talk about St. John's and the winning tradition, and just pick his brain for as long as I possibly could. So it would definitely have to be uh, Louis Carnesecca. You know, we we start with a story about a sweater. And we end with a guy who wore some sweaters himself. Yes, he did. And made it look fantastic. He really did. And one of the things, his flair, we talked about flair earlier on in the day, his flair to me is with the sweater, he would always wear an ID. Right? I mean, yep. a, a little badge, a lanyard, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my one image growing up uh, in the 80s, watching college basketball was him um, uh, pumping his fist in a multicolored sweater with a lanyard yep. bouncing around his and, chest. And even the winning tradition, and he always has time for anyone who mm -hmm. wants to talk to him, which is pretty cool. And I had some time to speak with him in the past when I was there. So, yeah, he's an awesome man. So why not the next time we go to a Garth Brooks concert, invite me, of course, and invite Coach Carnesecca. <laughs> there are two guys there. That sounds like Garth a Garth Brooks yeah, yeah, exactly. and Coach Carnesecca yeah. who really have time for people. That would be a, that an like amazing a combination. Yes, amazing, absolutely. Amazing combination. The, the podcast of ideas. 
Uh, last question for Mary Kate. Now, now uh, you and Jill are going to tie the knot uh, this October the 19th. Yep. Uh, fill in the following sentence. Oh, gosh. If you want all the love that's in this cup... <laughs> Filled with wine. Fill it with wine. <laughs> fill it with wine. <laughs> and Joe, if you want all the love that's in this cup... Continue to fill her glass with wine. <laughs> Make it about her. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Yep. Happy wife. Happy life. Happy life. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of rhymes like that, I was at a wedding in 2003, and the... Best man made a toast, and at the end of the toast, or before the, the, the toast, was uh, he held a cup up and he said, If you want all the love that's in this cup, when you're wrong, admit it. When you're right, shut up. <laughs> that's awesome. That's very good. It's like when you win, say little. If you lose, say little. If you win, say less. Mm, I, I like that line. Please say that again. Yeah. yeah. If you lose, say little. If you win, say less. Outstanding. I, I, I don't think. This could have ended any better. Uh, last question. I think you're, I know the answer to this. I'm hoping that I do. Who would you like to hear on an upcoming podcast? On the next podcast, have we had Brett Jody on yet? We have not had, had Brett Jody. Now, now, as many of you may have mentioned this, you know, uh, Brett is a longtime friend of ours, current manager of the Somerset Patriots in the Atlantic League, among many things. He's a great guest. I thought you might have uh, answered Josh Presley. I think that's a that's a that was going to be my yeah, pick. That's a lock, thousand percent. He is um, from baseball, obviously, to a good friend, to a great businessman and a great leader. He would be fantastic to sit down with. Fantastic. So we'll work on Brett and Josh. As far as Josh goes, we've talked about him, referenced him indirectly throughout the podcast. What is the best piece of advice? Josh has ever given you? Oh, it's just daily. I mean, he's he is a he doesn't tell you what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. He tells you um, what you need to hear. So he's a good friend. He's a real person. So it's not just one specific scenario. He just um, if it's if it's if it's good for you and easy, he's not going to tell you. He's mm-hmm. going to tell you the tough conversations. He is uh, going to be very honest with you. If it's uh, if you want to hear it or not, he's going to give you the truth. So. Yeah, he's, he's been one of my best friends for a long time. And that's kind of how I see him as well. Yeah. I'm a man of great honesty, and that's what makes him a great friend. Outstanding. This will wrap up uh, episode 31. Mary-Kate, thank you so much. Joe, thank you so much. Thank this you. has been a blast. Thank you. Thank we you, Foxy. Yeah, we appreciate you visiting Indianapolis. And, and did I earn maybe a second trip back? Oh. Why are you leaving? You're Why am I leaving? <laughs> that's a good question. Start the next poem with I'm that. Not I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. Next podcast will be from here. Uh, we'll invite somebody else over. Front and center. Front and center as we sit here watching the 2018 NBA All-Star Game, uh, wrapping up the podcast. So this will wrap up episode 31. Ching, of, ching. Ching, ching. Of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Mary-Kate, Joe, and I will talk at you all later. Thank Take you. good care. Thank you. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.
the side of the road Rusty Hitch just been told Keys barely fit into the ignition Passenger seat, two-inch incision Never passed state inspection But worth any man's affection Gears that grind Plates that read Mine, mine, mine Mighty Max On the highway You've never been But we have miles of backyard memories Mighty Max Gears that grind, plates that read mine, mine, mine. 